Mac Folklore Radio, read by Derek. Eject, Eject, by Landon Dyer at thelatedadhacker.com. Written October 2013. In 1992, the Newton Group at Apple was in a small, unmarked building a mile off campus on Bub Road. It was a pretty good location for a secret project, isolated from the rabble on the main campus. While we didn't have any special card locks on our doors, and any Apple employee could come by, the distance kept random people from coming over, letting us work in peace. Newton was one of John Scully's favorite projects, and that's probably one of the reasons we were the first, or maybe second, group to move into the new Infinite Loop campus that Apple had started building near 280. We moved into the nearly finished Building 1 around the beginning of December. I remember it raining a lot. The building wasn't entirely finished, and there were pieces of it that were new and mysterious. The fire alarm kept going off, for instance. Some of this was teething trouble and bad sensors, but rumor had it that the construction crews were hitting the alarm because they were frustrated at having to work around the Apple employees who had just moved in. The alarm system triggered the dramatic closing of some big fire doors, the kind you might find in a That's no moon. kind of battle station. It was pretty cool the first few times, but after about the tenth twice-daily accidental alarm trip, it became somewhat tiresome. And there was a mysterious button near the bathrooms on our floor, just a metal plate with a little round black button in its center. No sign or indication about what might happen when you pressed it, and nothing seemed to happen if you did have the courage to press it. Nearly everyone in Newton was working crazy hours at this point. 80-hour weeks were pretty common. While the end wasn't in sight, we were making good progress on some hard problems. Well, handwriting recognition was still a big bet, and there were a lot of issues around memory, footprint, and storage, and the development environment was behind, and the language the applications would be written in was still being designed, and PCMCIA card support was rocky, and IR and faxing were flaky, and the built-in applications were still in a lot of flux, not to mention gesture recognition, shape drawing, and sound, and battery life, and ROM space, and how are we going to patch ROMs with only a 20k budget of RAM, but aside from those issues, and a few other things like the schedule, the project was going okay. Meanwhile at home, I had purchased a new Sony CD-ROM drive for my PC so that I could install the newly released Yggdrasil Linux, as if I had any time to do that. The drive came with a little sheet of sticky labels that you were supposed to apply to the drive's bezel. There were a couple of arrows, some labels with pause, play, eject, and stop, and a bunch of digits and letters. These looked very professional and were backed with wonderfully strong adhesive. Someone at Sony wasn't messing around. It seemed a shame to waste the sheet, so I put the labels in my pocket one morning and headed to work. Around 10 or 11 that night, I was wandering around, waiting for a compile to finish, when I happened to pass by that mysterious button near the bathrooms. I looked around, but I was alone in the hallway. I carefully peeled off a couple of the CD-ROM stickers and placed the eject label and one of the arrows over the mysterious button. It looked really official and imposing. I didn't expect them to last more than a couple of days before some building manager or construction worker would see it, tear the stickers off, and put up a real sign. But in the meantime, giving people a little more mystery seemed like fun. I don't know who first spotted my mini prank, but over the next few months, people would have casual conversations about that button. What does the eject button do? 
I pressed it, but nothing happened. Going to the bathroom became visiting the eject button. It came up a few times in meetings. What did it do? Did it actually eject anything? That seemed a little scary. There wasn't any sound. How could that be? Now that it had a name, it seemed that people were even more puzzled by that button. I kept my mouth shut, except to a couple of friends. More months passed. We shipped the Newton, a few months too early in my opinion, and moved to another building in Infinite Loop. About a year later, I left Apple to join a startup run by some other ex-Newton people. Eventually, Newton was cancelled by Steve Jobs, and people went their separate ways. I've worked with a number of ex-Newton folks over the years at other companies. They're good people. A couple of days ago, one of my ex-co-workers emailed me this photo. Picture of a silver brushed metal light switch type faceplate with a CD-ROM drive eject label above it and an arrow pointing down towards the button. Ha! Over 20 years later, the eject button is still there. I had no idea it would last so long. I wonder if Steve Jobs ever pressed that button or wondered what it did. To clear up the mystery, the eject button turns on the after-hours air conditioning for a while. The contractors building the campus hadn't bothered to label it, so I did it for them. Those of you still at Infinite Loop who had no idea what that button does, now you know. Thanks for tuning in. You can find more stories or join the Very Quiet Discord server for this podcast at www.macfolkloreradio.com.